0: highlights i'll go ahead and start this yeah and so brian kind of primes the pump and uh sends his highlights and then i'll i'll maybe add a thing or two that i'd like announced and and then jim just puts it all together and he gets here early uh, probably at least by uh 8 i would guess so oh, yeah by 8 and uh He's got the video going. so. And uh, if you didn't know it, I think last week we had uh, up to 10 people, I think, watching online. So that was significant. Uh, even uh, Brother Betson joins us from Africa sometimes. He's a young African pastor that uh, we connected with. So uh, anyway, and I've told the class before that on our church website if you go to podcasts you can watch uh, I know Marcy just told me she sends these handouts to uh, uh, a friend of hers that's incarcerated so anyway that's kind of interesting to me too so uh, praise the Lord for what he's doing Um, Angie can you or uh, Pam can you just hand me my computer right there no to your left on the yeah yeah that whole thing so one thing I was going to announce thank you is uh, Jim brought up you know our church has two seem like there's always something going on of course but uh, we have two conferences that we highlight each year uh, the vision conference in the spring and the bible conference in the fall and uh, the Bible conference really has expanded to uh, one or two projects every month. So I know this month there's two Saturdays in March coming up that they're making Bibles out in our armory. And so uh, typically one time a year we would make a whole bunch of Bibles and and we're, we're still going to do that this fall. But... Uh, Anyway, what I was going to say about the vision conference just a personal thing that I would like everybody to be there on wednesday night i 'm going to be the speaker on wednesday night i 've never spoken at the bible at the vision conference, and so it's uh, it 's a little bit of a privilege or honor for me and so I would like for you to be there if you can and so uh, like Jim said. There's uh, every night. Uh, Sunday night, Monday night, Tuesday night, Wednesday night are the three times, and uh, four times. So, yeah, go ahead and turn that on if you would. So yeah, I'm not as I'm not as uh, prepared as Jim, but. Did you already hit it? should
1: come
0: on unless it's maybe. He wants me to always turn the TV on first. Jim's kind of trained me how to do this. So anyway, uh, hopefully that'll be a good time. Hopefully you can all make it. But today uh, we're going to talk about uh, Jeremiah forty-three. Try to get everything balanced here. So, yeah, you can be turning there if you'd like. I'm
2: stepping on the corner now, sure.
0: All right, so, yeah, so thank you for joining us online. If you're online, I invite you to join us for our vision conference every night if you can, but especially Wednesday night. Uh, okay, okay. It'll be an important night for me.
1: we got Brian Barrett this morning. That's good.
0: And Brian Parrott. Brian Parrott and his mom Karen's. Hey, brother. He sends out the funniest things. Um, all right.
2: Tom and Nisha are
0: out too. Seven. Yeah, seven's a good crowd. I'm going to see if. Yeah, me, does one of our
3: ten? Well, I I was going to say there's seven, but I'm on there also, so that leaves a few not show. Does it show my name on there? Because I don't see my own name on mine.
2: I don't know if it shows that or not.
1: No.
3: Well, then I'm probably
4: maybe not counting yeah, I've got. I
3: see
1: the need to, but I don't see it. <laughs> okay, yeah, that's weird. Yeah. <clears throat> well, if I'm on the admin, is it not? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, should, I mean, on the computer,
0: you can get a list. Hey, Angie, yeah. can you uh, make your phone a hotspot? I kind of forget how to do that. <clears throat>
1: Oh, that's Brian Barrett. What's he saying? He says through the Bible with Steve Jeremiah in just twelve years. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's not been that long. <laughs> uh, that's funny. Okay. <clears throat> so let me read you just uh, one thing. Some of you probably saw this post. We we all know that uh, Russia has invaded the Ukraine. And uh
2: I don't know how to set it up. I can deal on yours.
0: Okay. I will have you in just a minute. Uh to set it up, but
3: I don't know.
0: On Thursday, about ten thousand Ukrainians entered Romania through its six border checkpoints. A UN refugee refugee agency spokesperson said that at least hundred thousand people have been uprooted in Ukraine and uh so the reason i mentioned that and uh, i i heard that uh, the ukraine is of the european nations they're the most uh the they send out the most missionaries in the, of the european nations the ukraine so the church is fairly strong there in the ukraine and so uh i was glad jim jim prayed for our brothers and sisters there <clears throat> Yeah, can you turn the the hotspot on? I don't know how to do that. <clears throat> and uh so wh- what I was going to point out I, I, I we brought our map in today and I, I was going to show you one thing on my computer if we can get get it connected to the internet. <clears throat> and uh but I'll I'll point this out in advance so Right now in the story of Jeremiah, in chapter 39 was the destruction of the temple. It was the last, uh, the third and final deportation of Jews from Jerusalem. They got taken to Babylonian captivity. And uh, I think the route, the trade routes that they go, instead of going across the desert where there's no water they they have a trade route that this is oftentimes called the Fertile Crescent it's uh, <clears throat> a lot of time between the Tigris and Euphrates River and so Babylon the city is right on it looks like the Euphrates River and uh, and in fact, uh, before we before we go to Jeremiah forty-three, l- look at Ezekiel chapter one and verse one. I'll have somebody read that. Okay, so let me uh, kind of hit it again. Yeah, Ezekiel one, verse one.
4: There it is.
3: Now I came to pass in the 13th year in the 4th month in the 5th day of the month as I was among the captives by the river of Chabar
4: that the heavens were opened and I saw a vision of God.
0: So so that river Chebar or Chebar mm-hmm. that is uh, I think there's a little branch between the, the, the Euphrates and the Tigris River, there's a little river Chibar down here by Babylon, and so that's where Ezekiel's at. So that that's where <clears throat> Jim. Why can't I connect to the internet?
1: Uh, my specs off.
0: Cannot connect to this. It's so frustrating.
1: Uh, oh, you're trying to connect to your your phone. Uh, that's what I thought. Is HBF gas ain't working.
0: I can try the
3: I have. A I think I turned this on. He clicked on Steve's iPhone,
1: but it's not. Internet, yeah. Uh, well, I know mine works good. You're what? My my wife and my, oh, I can't. I'm using my phone.
3: Yeah.
1: All right, so your,
3: that's his
4: phone. Your hotspot's
1: on?
3: It is. And it has it as a choice up there and he clicked on it, but okay. I don't think it's mm, coming up.
1: Yeah, probably on now since we changed it.
3: I never
1: have very good luck with the internet here. Yeah. I know. I, I have to use my phone. Yeah. And, uh, All right. But I've and never used
4: a in mine. I don't even
1: know how. All right. Or
0: if I, if I just oh, go. to... That's uh, yeah. Uh, well, he's well,
3: that's, used it before, but if you, I mean,
0: it costs that. Maybe it's gonna let me in there.
1: That's the cached version. Uh, which if it's. But, recent, it may be recent. Yeah. Enough. It keeps a copy local.
0: Okay. Oh, cool. Okay. So maybe I don't need it. Oh. Okay. Good. All right. Sorry about that, guys. Uh, so we we don't really talk about this too much, and I don't know how well you can see this. <coughs> But here in the middle of this chart, on my middle, around 721, the kingdom of Israel was carried into Assyrian captivity. So that's a little over 100 years earlier. And kind of what I wanted to point out is, is a lot of times in these wartime situations, people flee the country. And that's why I point out the Ukrainians, like 10,000 people Uh, went into Romania on Thursday alone and uh, I heard also that I don't know if it's the government or some of the Ukraine's allies they brought in like pallets of weapons and told people in their towns to defend themselves so there's some of that going on so some people are fleeing some people are staying and fighting and you wonder kind of maybe what we would do here but uh, if, if something happened here but uh, around 721, the the northern tribes of Israel were carried into Assyrian captivity, and that's more up around Nineveh, the, the Assyrian uh, power that took the ten northern tribes like 100 years earlier. So then 100 years later, what we're studying in Jeremiah, there's been three deportations from Jerusalem, to uh, Babylon and uh, we we know a little bit about the story of, of Daniel and his uh, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, uh, Daniel in the lion's den. Daniel was like the first deportation. Uh, I think there was about 4,000 people went to Babylon, and Daniel was there. And then Ezekiel was the second group that Marcy read. Was He was a Jewish man now in. So it's neat to me to see also that God has his prophets among his people and so uh, the book of Isaiah talks a little bit about the Assyrian captivity Uh, but we're studying the Babylonian captivity and then uh, what we we read uh, last week is the poor people that were left in Jerusalem they uh, they come to Jeremiah and they say, Jeremiah, you know, would you pray for us? And uh, whatever the Lord says, we'll do. But it says that in their heart, they wanted to go to Egypt. And uh, on our map here, this is the Nile River. This is Egypt. This is the the Sinai Peninsula where uh, Moses and the children of Israel wandered for about 40 years. And... Uh, the pyramids are over in here in this uh Nile Delta area. And um, so uh what we're gonna read today is is that they were uh the remnant that were left here uh go down into Egypt and God told them not to go there but uh they even take Jeremiah with them so uh Jeremiah kind of goes against his will but uh so that's what we're reading today and uh on the screen you can see just a little more of the timeline uh we've probably heard about uh Hezekiah uh Hezekiah and uh, he was around the time of when the northern tribes got taken away. And uh, he trusted the Lord and the Lord uh, preserved him. And then they had uh, Manasseh and Ammon and Josiah was really the last of their good kings. And then these last five kings, the last one being Zedekiah. And uh, he he was renamed, he, he was originally born Mattaniah. But uh, so this was around the year of the Babylonian captivity, and then these are people that come back to the land after the captivity. So that's a little bit how to read that chart, and hopefully you can see that. And at least uh, so these are historical things; they're biblical things. But it was just kind of interesting to me to see people fleeing the Ukraine in time of war, and uh, kind of that—that's what's going on in, in Jeremiah. Uh, this group flees to uh, Egypt so now let's go to Isaiah or I'm sorry Jeremiah 43 and we'll pick up our story and there's only 13 verses today and I really wondered, like Lord you know what am I going to say for an hour about 13 verses so hopefully we can but uh, somebody read for us, if they would, uh, Jeremiah 43, verses 1 and
4: 2. And it came to pass that when Jeremiah would begin to speak unto all the people, all the words of the Lord of God, for which the Lord their God had sent
3: him to them, even all the words, then said Azariah the son of Hoshiah. And Johanan the son of Kariah,
4: and all the pagans came Jeremiah, <clears throat> to Jeremiah,
0: thoushed his earthly. The Lord our God hath sent me to say, go not into Egypt to join them. Yeah. Uh, would you read verse three and four? Also, or, or let me read three and four, because this this guy named Baruch shows up again. Uh, verse three, but Baruch yeah I'm here uh, the son of Neriah setteth thee on against us for to deliver us into the hand of the Chaldeans that they might put us to death and carry us away captives into Babylon so Johanan the son of Karea, Chari- and all the captains of the forces and all the people obeyed not the voice of the Lord to dwell in the land of Judah <clears throat> and uh, before I get into on your handout t- turn it over and look at, at my teaching point on the back page let me give you this this teaching point here there's a couple words that come up here that I think are very good and uh the teaching point is we won't be content dwelling in the promised land if we keep wanting to sojourn in Egypt. So the words uh, dwelling and sojourn and uh, We gave a definition of the word sojourn last week means to dwell for a time And you know all of us want to The promised land is where It's a land flowing with milk and honey It was the land that God promised to Abraham That's why it's called the promised land And it's it's really a place of blessing It was a place that God gave to them But they weren't always content there and isn't that true of us as well? That you know, God wants us to dwell or be a certain place, but we kind of sojourn means to dwell for a time. It's like I don't really want to live in Egypt, but I kind of want to go there for a little while. And uh, so that that's the way it is with sin. It, it tempts us and pulls us away. So uh, now now back to verse one and two that Belinda read. In verse two, what did it call these men that wanted to go to they they called Jeremiah a false prophet, but what does the Bible call them? Proud
2: men.
0: They were proud men. So that now turn back to the front page. The word proud. Or maybe I put the yeah. The proud men, they reject Jeremiah's prophecy of Egypt and say that it's false for God to not want them to sojourn there, in fact they even say you know Baruch put you up to this and he he was the uh, good scribe and he was he proclaimed God's word that came from Jeremiah, so Baruch's a good guy, and so they they called Jeremiah a false prophet and and Baruch put him up to it but I, I thought what we would do is take a minute and talk about pride and um uh, i used to kind of think it was more kind of a guys thing but i think it's just maybe manifest different with men and women and uh and and, and i have seen it in in, in a lady that uh was close to me i was like wow and it's maybe it's easier to detect in others but um, my My Bible definition here I gave you from isaiah nine nine and all the people shall know even Ephraim and the inhabitants of Samaria that say in the pride and stoutness of heart, and so I, I think that 's just a good definition of uh, from the Bible what pride is it 's a stoutness of heart. And uh, my little comment underneath there, many have described pride as a disease that infects everyone except for the person who has it. That's kind of a clever way to to say it because we've all been around uh, arrogant, uh, prideful people, and it it's uh, really a turnoff. One of the things that attracted me to this church uh I felt like Brian was a humble man. Our, our pastor's a humble man, and I, I kind of looked at him, kind of like uh, our King David. Just seemed like the people rally around Brian, and he's got wisdom, and he's uh, humble, and uh, so that is one of the things that attracted me to this church. Uh, that I, I didn't, I don't feel that he is uh, a prideful person, and so we are attracted. more uh, humble people and uh, some scholars consider pride to be the root uh, the root cause behind all sin because it stems from a heart that says I know better than God here we see a bible definition describing pride as stoutness of heart and we, we know that our heart is deceitful and desperately wicked and uh, so when when that uh, pride wells up, or does anybody else have any uh, a different uh, way to describe that, or what are you thinking as we're talking about this? I
4: was thinking of Proverbs twenty six twelve.
0: What does that say? It says,
4: seest thou a man wise in his own conceit? There is more hope for a fool than for him.
0: Wise in their own conceit. Yeah, the, a conceited has to do with pride. You're right.
3: Proverbs 5, 26, 12. You can also, like, be proud of your children. You
0: know, yeah, there is a good a, a good pride.
2: pride. When I think of pride, I think of, in, in a negative manner, not the kind we were saying I'm proud of my kids or my grandkids. Yeah. That, um, it's more, I did this. Mm. Look what I've done.
0: Mm-hmm. I've
2: created this or I've taught this or I've done this and you're not putting... You're putting God completely out of it all when uh, it's pride. That, uh, that's what I think. That's good. I did it. It's mm-hmm. me, me, me.
0: Mm-hmm. That's
2: what the world encourages yeah. too. To you know. Uh, yeah, that's how the world wants you to be a me, 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 and that's not godly at all.
3: Mm-hmm. Really, so when they say struggle I with his time, you, you know, know, like I want, I know I want certain things, mm-hmm. but
2: in
4: his no, time, in his
2: whatever, whatever, I struggle with that mm-hmm. a lot too. Because I want it right now. Nope. I want things to work the way they're supposed to work. Just tell me. That's the other part of our. Mm-hmm. Can you just like, give me a flag and just like, <laughs> land here? Yeah.
3: That
0: would be great. <laughs> <laughs> Those are good, that's exactly right. Um, the word pride or proud is mentioned in our Bible about a hundred times, and it almost always has a negative connotation. And I put that the only time pride is good in the Bible, uh, Jehoshaphat, it says his heart was lifted up in the ways of the Lord. So there is a uh, that that we can, you know, glory in the cross, we can uh, be lifted up in our heart in, in good ways toward the Lord. But the next bullet point there, I gave you a few mentions in the Bible. Our pride will deceive us. That's that's what happens in Obadiah one three, and then uh, a Proverbs reference: when pride cometh, then cometh shame. So, pride will bring shame. And Pro- this is kind of interesting to me, especially in a counseling situation. Proverbs thirteen ten says, "Only by pride cometh contention," and it, you know there's a lot of contention in the world you think about that if if contention only comes by pride then when people are in conflict there's there's an element of pride there and uh, the Bible says a, a man's pride shall bring him low ultimately pride will cause a fall into destruction and that's what it says pride goeth before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall and so when you see people that continuously are proud, you think, ah, oh, they're they're heading for a fall. And so this fall due to pride was first modeled by Satan who fell when his heart was lifted up. In fact, uh, Satan as Leviathan is referred to as a king over all the children of pride. That's interesting, isn't it? The devil is the king over all the children of pride, and uh, I thought this was interesting. Our adversary, the devil, is also likened unto a lion. And do you know what a family of lions are called? Mm-hmm. Pride. They're called a pride. That's, so that was your next blank. The word pride again. Yeah.
3: You know, if we wanna look in dope, you know, at that Those circle.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: When you when you you're in recovery and you're doing really well and everybody's saying, you know, kudos, look mm-hmm. at you go. Pride is gonna bring us to a fall mm. you know, when we forget that our addiction Um, and when we stop, depending on God, to uh, do those things through us, then we're going to fall. And we're grateful. Tom, Tom, <coughs>
2: right. Humble, grateful. grateful.
0: So we, we could probably put names to that, couldn't we, that we, we've seen that you know somebody man, I, I've got I've got ninety days clean. I I am doing so good.
2: Yeah, yeah, me, yeah, oh. Yeah, me.
0: Here, here's an old girlfriend, here's an old boyfriend. Ah
2: Yeah, five years clean.
0: Yeah. Thanks, and I
3: thought that I had it under control and then started a little step and then Mm. Yeah. Then just do, once you've already taken all the steps, the little step, you just dive right back in. Mm. You don't even care if it's the shallowest. Mm. Mm. <laughs> you, you don't care. Yeah. You, you have just walk right, dive right into the three foot inch. Lose that right to do those lessons again. Yep. Uh, just start back. Yeah. That you don't yeah. Once you're an addict, you don't have control over
4: it. You can't just have a drink. Right.
3: Uh. You know, we kind of teach our kids. A little bit to be prideful because, I mean, in in kind of a good way, you You want them to be proud of themselves or help them, you know, have a self esteem and those things. So then it can turn into, you know, the pride we're talking about. So, I mean, Mm. because you want them them to learn, you know, those things, but somehow you have to teach them that, you know, to give God
2: the glory and that and yeah. The and that's mm. hard to do. Mm-hmm. Mm. I think that word it's is kind of one of those tricky uh, tricky words and vocabulary similar to vulnerability because in, it's, vulnerability is actually, you know, everybody when you hear vulnerability, you think weakness. weakness. But it Stop. does not mean weakness at all, it means courage
0: mm-hmm.
2: you know, to, to face things.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, I think pride is kind of one of those vocabulary words that when you're talking about, you know, the personality, a bit
0: of person. Yeah, so the danger is Fine line. Th- this heart thing of saying, you know, I'm better than you, and I'm, I did this myself, or I did it my way, or, yeah, so that that is... The borderline, but yeah, if if you've you know able to you know make payments on your house and you've worked hard and you you know you're able to dress nice or whatever you know it's a amount of a certain amount of self-respect, but you know our confidence we don't have confidence in the flesh we our confidence is in the Lord and our faith is in Him and He is the when we realize he's the provider and he owns it all and we're just stewards of it and just having the right balance i guess in all this that we're saying because you should be proud of five years clean or 90 days clean or a week clean you know kudos to you 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 were able to resist temptations and get victory for whatever long and so but give the glory to the lord And uh, because that that is, you know, uh, the Bible says in Isaiah twice, it says, I am the Lord, and I will not share my glory with another. Uh, That's almost the exact wording. So, And and that's what happened to uh, uh, the king there in, uh, in Acts. Whenever he lifted himself up as God, it says that worms ate him that day. And it's like, I don't know if it did it in front of all the people, but when he got to a certain level as king of whatever there it was such a pomp and circumstance that uh, God allowed worms to eat him in front of everybody I think so it's uh, that was definitely a fall now this next little section what, what I did here I left you a whole long blank here <clears throat> I wanted you just to see the words with the letter "I" in the middle of it. And you could just put these in your blank.'. have there Angie? My One
3: of
0: Look at I don't know if you can see all these or not. Whoop. Whoop. Ah <laughs> 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 we
2: get
4: the idea.
0: Yeah just, just the letter I is in the middle of these words and uh, I thought it was interesting it's even in the middle of the word faith. Uh, we we do need to have faith, and I didn't have lie, Andy. So yeah, I did have a lie, didn't I? Yeah, you
4: did.
0: I just missed I mean,
2: it. On your teacher's
0: That's kind of interesting, isn't it? That uh, pride is in, or the letter I is in the middle of all these words. So, uh, what is the cure, or what is the opposite of pride?
4: Humility.
0: Humility. So the exit ramp from the highway of pride is humility and it's how we receive grace and I think one of the best examples is this uh, in Luke 18 this publican and this uh, let's see I forget what the other person... So, uh, I put the verses on your handout. And the publican, standing afar off, would not lift up so much his eyes unto heaven, but smote upon his breast, saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. I tell you, this man went down to his house justified rather than the other. For everyone that that exalteth himself shall be abased... And he that humbleth himself shall be exalted. And so it, that's just like God, isn't it? To he he took this this uh, fair this publican that was despised above people, and he just he kind of smote his breast and he bowed his head. He wouldn't even lift up his eyes. He just says, "God, be merciful to me, a sinner." And the the Bible says that God justified that man and exalted him because he was humble. And uh, the other verse I gave you there about pride was it's an obstacle to God's grace because God resisteth the proud and giveth grace to the humble. And so those are just good lessons, aren't they? uh, It's good for me to hear that. It's good for me to to say that because uh, we you know the Bible talks about or the Bible the world talks about you know looking out for number one you know yourself you yeah. you know and uh, we, we need to be more like Christ and, and look not every man upon his own self but esteem other better than ourselves so we need to humble ourselves and uh, try to help others uh, and God God resists prideful people and he gives grace to the humble. We we all need grace. Any any,
1: I think it's a real blind spot. Oh, well, I know It probably is a real blind spot, and it's it's one of the worst things that we do, and we all battle with it. And I know I do. I mean, I know we do. We don't see it in ourselves. We see it in other people. Uh, so I think it's just good to sometimes just take account of your own thoughts. How many, how many times a week do I talk about myself or do I tell a story and it ends up exalting me? I mean, there's all these uh, things I have to, yeah. that I run through myself. Yeah. When I'm writing an email, am I using the word I all the time? You know, yeah. little things like that that uh-huh. have blind spots to it.
0: So you kind of uh, intentionally...
1: I intentionally self-check myself because yeah. I have this problem of pride. Uh-huh. You know, I would just... Yeah. We're all born with it. Even depression.
0: I I sent that in an email this week. I changed it from I to we, and it really helped diffuse things a little bit. So that that was a good...
3: I was going through devotion the other day. It's still, like, on my desk because um, he was talking about, you know, the log in our eye and how uh you know, just to check ourselves are we expecting more from other people huh. than what we'll do ourselves, you know, as far as huh being humble and so the suggestion was to find because it was a woman's study, to find a, a female friend and ask her to honestly huh. um, evaluate you know any logs or huh. uh, splinters or anything in our eyes to be honest with us and say, huh. you know, I see pride sticking out here and here when you do this. Uh, huh. Someone that you can, that you won't take an offense
0: to. Oh, man. We'll
3: be honest.
0: Did you do that yet? Well,
3: no, I still have it written on my desk. <laughs> yeah. I have not hmm. taken that step yet. Hmm. Yeah. I need to, That's... and I will.
0: Huh. That would be pretty vulnerable, <laughs> like like uh, Heather was saying. We're glad you're here today, by the way. Heather, this is her first time in our class, so if you don't know Heather, uh, Heather Haddad, and uh, she's a member, and um, so we're, we're glad you're with us today. Um, I think if you
2: submit your will to God be and be humble and be unique when you're in your community situation that you open the door for God to move instead of you trying to cry mm-hmm. make it the way you want it to be mm-hmm. if you just take a
4: step back You can't fix it if you're grabbing onto it and holding it
0: yeah Well, you know, yeah. Proverbs fifteen one says, "A soft answer turneth away wrath." And so, like you're saying, when you do humble yourself and you can speak calmly, and it kind of diffuses the anger, and if you can do it in a humble way, so those those are good lessons. And we we've all been there, and we've probably all not always done it right. So anyway, we're we're all in the same boat here. And uh, I just thought it was interesting that these uh, proud men were blaming Baruch for persuading Jeremiah to speak against them, sojourning in Egypt. And uh, so this Johanan, uh, he seemed like a good guy. He defeated Ishmael a, a chapter or two ago, but now he's leading this remnant to Egypt in direct disobedience to the word of God so somebody read verses 5 through 7 for us if they would in uh, chapter 43 Amit, you got those brother? I don't you don't? Pam, Pam Anderson?
4: number 5 to 7 said yeah. Johanna the son of Carolee and all the captains of the forces took all the wrath of Judah that were returned from all nations where they had been driven to dwell in the land of Judah. Even men, women, and children, and daughters, and every person that Nebuchadnezzar, the captain of the guard, had left with Gilday, the son of Achim, the son of Saphim, the son of Jeremiah, the prophet, and the Luke, the son of Mariah. So they came into the land of Egypt, for they obeyed not the voice of the Lord. Thus came they even to uh,
0: whatever. Yeah, to Phanis or to That's
4: way down in
0: Egypt. Is it? Yeah. It's. I did not look where it was. I... I didn't find that, so it's kind of down southern Egypt. You think?
4: Well, not quite that
0: far. Okay. Back in the middle. Okay. Well, uh, so I guess th- this is where pride becomes sin is when you disobey the word of the Lord, and that, that's what these pride men, these proud men did. That's what uh, Pam just read for us. They go down to Egypt and they obeyed not the voice of the Lord. And so that was in direct disobedience. God said, stay in the promised land. And they did not go. They did not stay. They they fled. And I think it's next week we're going to see that uh, most of them perish because they went there. So, has everybody got their blanks so far? Pretty much... And so now on the on the back page, somebody read us verse eight and nine. That there's a little. Uh, uh, does anybody know where the Bible says that uh, the Jews require a sign? This is a test.
2: 1 Corinthians one twenty two. Wow, that's
0: exactly right. Uh, can you look that up and read it for us? Uh, that is, I believe that's exactly right. First Corinthians, uh, chapter one, verse twenty two. So, so what Jeremiah is going to do right now in chat, Let's all, everybody else, stay in forty three. Uh, and uh, Emma, do you want to read eight and nine for us of Jeremiah forty
1: three? Then came the word of the Lord unto Jeremiah
4: and he's saying take great stones
2: in thy hand and hide them in the glory. in the
0: it's a brick kiln
2: brick kiln Yeah.
1: which is at the entry of Pharaoh's house and the things and the side of the
0: yeah so h- hold up there so God is going to give the Jews a sign here, and He takes these great stones, and uh I really feel like there's probably two stones. It doesn't say the number, but it's probably one representing Judah, one for the tribe of Benjamin, and they're hiding him in the clay, and it's a brick kiln, so they're trying to make clay, but you you could you couldn't make. You couldn't make a brick. I think a brick. They're basically drying out this clay and making a hard brick. But if you try to hide these stones in it, and I, so he, Jeremiah did this. And this uh, this city, Tophanes in Egypt, they're doing it right near Pharaoh's house. So this is like a prom- a prominent city. It's a big city. All the Jews are watching, and you can imagine Jeremiah. Packing in, you know, a couple of great stones and hiding them—you can't really hide them. And uh, so, uh, do you have that verse, Pat? Yeah, it
2: says,
0: um, for "The Jews require a sign, and the Greeks seek after So, so the Jews require a sign; they need they need to see something. This is why when Jesus was uh, here at his first coming, he did all these miracles. You know, he, he uh, uh, if Marcy was blind and she got healed, that, that was a sign. And it wasn't just a sign that God is helping people. What Jesus was trying to show him is Israel, Israel, you guys are blind. He's trying to give them a sign that you're blind and I've come to heal that. The the guy with the withered hand when he heals his withered hand and he can use it it's like Israel you're not serving me. You're not you're not doing what I want you to. So all those miracles were for signs and if he healed the lame it's like you're not walking with me Israel. I need to fix you so you're walking with me. So, you know, Jesus wasn't just willy-nilly about uh, his signs. And, you know, when he feeds the 5,000, you guys are starving. You've got the word of God. The Pharisees and scribes have preserved it. You're just not, you know, you're not reading your Bibles. (laughs) You're... You're starving spiritually, so he was. All these signs were for a reason, and so with Jeremiah, uh, and uh, you probably think I'm going to do some big reveal. I don't always know why, but I know Jeremiah is giving the people a sign. You've disobeyed me. Uh, I'm hiding these stones in this clay and uh, that's what goes in your next blank these stones were hidden in clay and my my, my kind of guess is it's to represent that Judah's heart is hard in their clay bodies That that's, that's kind of what I, I feel like God is trying to give them a sign the sign meaning that these stones represent your hard hearts and I'm putting them in these clay because our bodies are like clay we have feet of clay And um, let's go through these uh, few verses in Job. I've got uh, four verses there where uh, Job talks about us having houses of clay. Let's look at uh, Job 4. And uh, let's see, Pam Jackson, would you read uh, Job uh, 4.19 when you get there? And we'll just go... uh, through these and Sarah you may get the next one
3: okay. how much less in them that dwell in houses of clay whose foundation is in the dust which are fresh before the moth
0: yeah so we we all dwell in these houses of clay our foundation is in the dust and we're going to our bodies are going to return to dust and the next one is Job ten nine. 9 uh, Sarah then Jim maybe you get the next one sure
2: Remember, I beseech thee that thou hast made me as the clay, and wilt thou bring me into dust
0: again. Yeah, so, and th- this might be interesting to you. Um, the Bible says that God formed man out of the dust of the earth, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. And... Uh, I think Adam. The word Adam means either red clay or red dust. I think that's the word. What the word Adam means, and so from, from the beginning, God made man out of the dust of the earth, and that's what Job is saying. He's, uh, you know, Thou hast made me as clay, and wilt thou bring me into dust again? Well, yes, he is. And then, uh, Jim, you got thirteen, twelve. <clears throat>
1: Your remembrances are like unto ashes, your bodies to bodies of clay.
0: So our our bodies are like this clay. And so uh, just by doing a little word study on clay, that's kind of what made me think that by him hiding stones in the clay, you know... It's kind of like our uh, Judah had a hard heart is, what I'm, is kind of what the sign is, I believe, he's given them. And and then uh, Job 33...
2: It, um, I looked up um, Adam, just because I wanted to know. Yeah. It says, Son of the Red
0: Earth. Ah, Son of the Red Earth. Okay. <laughs> so that's real close to what we were saying. Yeah. Uh, and Job 33, 6 says this... Behold I am according to thy wish in God's or I I am according to thy wish in God's stead. I also am formed out of the clay. So anyway, several things there about clay. And uh let, let's do just one of these about the stony heart. Uh Ezekiel 11.19 Angie, you want to do that one? Ezekiel 11.19
3: And I will give them one heart and I will put a new spirit within you and I will take the stony heart out of their flesh and will give them a heart of flesh.
0: Yeah, and so I don't know if everybody heard Angie, but God will take the uh, the stony heart out of Judah. And so anyway, that... Um, so my speculation I guess is is based uh, in the word of God about having a stony heart in a in a body of clay and God wants to remove that and give us a new a new heart. Amen. And so he does that when when we're born again and he he uh can renew our minds uh, day by day. So then, this. Uh, so now back to Jeremiah 43. There's there's some other things there, but uh, let's go back to Jeremiah 43. And has there anybody that hasn't read that would like to read uh, 10 through 13? <laughs> Nobody has to read uh, 10 through 13 of Jeremiah 43. Pat Lee.
2: And say unto them, Thus saith the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel Behold, I will send and take Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Babylon, my servant, and will set his throne upon upon these stones that I have hid, and I will spread his royal pavilion over them.
0: Read all the way to the end, if you
2: would. Uh, and when he cometh, he shall smite the land of Egypt, and deliver such as are for death to death, and such as are are for captivity to captivity, and such as are for the sword to the sword. And I will kindle a fire in the houses of the gods of Egypt, and he shall burn them and carry them away captives, and he shall rest himself with the, with the land of Egypt as a shepherd putteth on his garment and he shall go forth from thence in peace. He shall break also the images of Beth Shemesh that is in the land of Egypt, and the houses of the gods of the Egyptians shall be burned.
0: Yeah, so this, I feel like this would probably, when the people hear this, would be probably a little bit shocked because they thought they were getting away from Babylonian captivity, and now, Jeremiah is saying Nebuchadnezzar is going to come down into Egypt and take you captive and kill some of you and even take the Egyptian gods and carry them away. And so th- this is uh, is quite a, a prophecy, and it- it's kind of the application of this sign that was given them. You guys have got this stony heart and you're hiding down in here in Egypt, and. Nebuchadnezzar is going to come. And he's going to spread his pavilion here, too. And uh, my, my teaching point here at the end, uh, we're just about out of time, but is that uh, our sin affects others. And what I mean by that is these guys disobeyed God, but they took people with them, they took Baruch and Jeremiah with them. And uh, we've all done that. Our, our sin affects others, too. And sometimes it's even just by sins of omission. You know, like they kind of say there's there's two types of sin. There's sins of commission and there's sins of omission. And maybe we've sinned just because, you know, we haven't been in the Word of God. We haven't been at church. Maybe we've missed ministry opportunities. And uh, I can remember times when I, I feel like I'm walking in the Spirit and I'm convicted to witness to somebody and I don't do it I thought man I, I withheld you know a message of hope for this person and you just kind of beat yourself up and you know you, know, you repent but uh, here in this passage these these men of pride they, t- they took good people down with them you see that and uh Egypt is always down. It, they always go south. They go down to Egypt. So, anyway, I don't know if anybody wants to uh, comment on that. Uh, we're probably all guilty of that. Or if you want to have an example or any, any other thoughts before we close today.
3: I've never what I said.
0: Uh, the towns toward the top of Egypt? Yeah, right. Theophany. Oh, over in here? Oh, okay.
4: Yeah, but
0: it's in Egypt. It's in Egypt. Yeah, really, all the Sinai Peninsula is Egypt. But yeah.
4: No, it's right up there where the.
0: Oh, the delta? Okay.
2: Yeah, not
0: Europe, yeah. Okay. That's it's a very uh, it's all if if you do like a really a topography map the green area in Egypt is all on the river and everything else is dead so that's where all the civilization was but uh, Pam you were going to say something
3: you mentioned uh, it made me think you mentioned when uh, Jesus was performing all the miracles he wasn't doing it willy nilly he was doing it. Each one for a purpose. Uh-huh. And I suppose that we can think about that in today. Uh you know, some people are healed and some are not. Mm. But the healings are for a purpose. Mm-hmm. Uh to and we should you know give God the glory for those things. Mm. You know,
0: yeah. It's
3: not really new. It's not just because we have a need. Yeah. That we're healed. Uh, for a
0: person. yeah that's so true and some of that gets into you know God's will for everybody is the same
2: mm-hmm.
0: and there's there's certain things the Bible say this is the will of God but there's a little bit of distinction for the the plan of God I mean yeah,
4: cool.
0: the will of God is not willing that any should perish that means he wants everybody to be saved but is he calling me to be a missionary in wherever? Maybe, maybe not. So that's where really in ministry you you work out and you prove those things, and uh, you know you you walk in the Spirit, and, and God will equip you for what He calls you to do. And so there's a little distinction between the the will and the plan, and uh, you know. Um,
1: I thought Pastor Haskell really did a good job kind of explaining that last week. With, huh. We all have different things to do. God's given all of us a different plan. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That was really
0: good. Good. Yeah, it was really building up. We we had to leave a little early, but yeah, I knew it really connected with a lot of us about the body. and
1: yeah. we all have a job.
0: Mm-hmm. And Amen,
1: don't be jealous of someone else they have a, but you think they have a better job,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> my little grandson. At the last men's breakfast, little Lincoln told Pastor Brian, I'm going to be the pastor of this church someday. <laughs> and he told Brian that. And uh, Brian was kind of cautious, even. I even told him later, I said, Leo, Lincoln, be careful what you ask for. He's like, Well, Papa, you're a pastor. I'm like, Well, it's not always a good thing. So, anyway. Well, let's uh, let's pray. And be be dismissed. Thank you guys for coming, and uh, thank you for joining us online. We'll go ahead and close the video feed, and join us again next week, or show up here if you can. Let's uh, let's pray. Father in heaven, just uh, do. Uh, thank you for this lesson. Thank you for these uh, folks. Uh, each one of them are uh, uh, beloved and tender to me, and so uh, thank you for them. I do uh, ask you uh, in a special way to be, be with each of us this week as we go out into our places of work and where we live, and uh, Lord, equip us uh, for what you'd have each of us to do. I pray we will be good stewards. I pray we will uh, always keep our pride in check and not be contentious people, but uh, be humble and maybe just uh be lifted up in in the ways of you and uh or just thank you for the the comments the the thoughts that are uh really provoked or stimulated in this class to uh help us to know you better to serve you better and to uh Uh, be uh, better uh, better Christians toward one another so uh, dismiss us now with your blessing we love you and uh, praise you in Jesus name amen alright I'm going to cut this uh, feed off